Hi, I'm Caleb Palmquist, creator of Unicorn Vampire Hunter, and you can find me at unicornvampirehunter.com or at Caleb Palmquist on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Good morning, afternoon, evening, everyone. Two Geeks Talking is an entertainment industry interview show where we interview the creative people from the comic, film, TV, movie, and video game industries. And of course, I'm your host, Kurt Sasso. We are joined today by a very talented creator. He's a comic writer of a variety of different amazing comics that I have seen on his website, which is calebpalmquist.com. But we are joined talking about Unicorn Vampire Hunter by the ever-talented Caleb Palmquist, who I previously mentioned. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Kurt. For those that don't know anything about yourself as a creative person, tell us who you are and what you're bringing to Two Geeks Talking. Sure. Uh, my name is Caleb Palmquist. I am the writer of comic books like Unicorn Vampire Hunter, Vampire Detective in Space, The Knight and the Lion, um, and some other stuff. So I've been writing comics for about six years, and uh, I'm on Kickstarter all the time. Uh, that's it. That's me. So it's safe to say you're, you're fairly busy. Yeah, I would definitely say that how busy I am is something that gets brought up in therapy. That's uh, the level that we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Fair what is the most misunderstood aspect about the vampire genre that people who don't follow it misunderstand? What is the most? That's fascinating. Um, I, you know, I'm not sure, but my vampire books are definitely less horror themed and more like fantasy, uh, like fairy tale themed. Uh, I think I, I sort of write vampires a little bit in the way that maybe Joss Whedon uh, writes vampires, although maybe Joss Whedon is a bad word now, but uh, they're redeemable, you know? Like they're not just bad people. So basically an angel or a spike then. <laughs> yes, yeah. If you want to know, if you want to take some guesses at what's going to happen to the main vampire character in Unicorn Vampire Hunter in future volumes, you might take a look at Angel and Spike and see kind of what happened with them. As long as they don't run a law, law firm in Los Angeles, I think it'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Let's talk about Unicorn Vampire Hunter and feel free, as I, I mentioned earlier, to talk about any of the other amazing books that you've written as well, too. But what is the concept of Unicorn Vampire Hunter? Well, the one sentence pitch is that it's about a unicorn who hunts vampires with his horn, but it is also a fantasy fairy tale story about young woman who goes to live with her uncle in a magical marsh and then gets in trouble in the dark forest, getting attacked by vampires and a unicorn saves her. And then we kind of find out about the unicorn's history and how he's connected to the marsh and, and the vampires. That's the long pitch, but the short pitch, like I said, unicorn, horn, vampires. It's it's almost along the same line as Pinocchio Vampire Hunter as well too uh, that I recently <laughs> came upon. So that's that's pretty amazing. I love it. Does writing energize you or does it drain you? Oh, it's very energizing. I love writing. I would say all the other parts of running a comic book business are the draining parts, like fulfillment, managing inventory, all the money stuff, marketing. Those are things that skills that I have had to learn over time and I've gotten better at them, but certainly they are the draining parts. If I could just write and have someone else take care of everything else, I certainly would. Obviously you're not the only name on this particular 
book here, Unicorn Vampire Hunter. Who else is the amazing team that is surrounded that you've surrounded yourself with to create this series? I am the writer and creator of Unicorn Vampire Hunter, but then we have Daryl Cho is the artist of the book. He does um, everything up through colors on the book. He's very talented. He's done other books like Is Nana the Were Spider was how I discovered him, which is a a really cool book. And then my letterer is a guy named Dave Lentz, who you may have heard of. He's lettered a lot of books. He gets brought up again and again in the indie comic, like Kickstarter circuit. And he letters everything that I do, uh, really, at this point. I keep him busy, uh, and I'm not the only one. And then there's a bonus story in this book, which was drawn by Dave Swartz, who is uh, the artist on another series that I do called Vampire Detective in Space. And he did a little six-page bonus story for Unicorn Vampire Hunter Volume 1, which is what's currently on Kickstarter. When you first connected with your artist and you handed him the script, what was the piece of artwork that you got back that was way better than what he had written on the page? That's a good question. I started getting some concept art from Daryl for the characters of Unicorn Vampire Hunter. He really brought them to life in a way that I wouldn't have necessarily imagined. I had done some doodles and sketches on my own, but of course, you know, I'm not an artist. And so, uh, I think there's a there's a scene in the first issue where the unicorn stabs a vampire. It, I think, really brings home the concept. And it's just like a really cool moment. And it's how we are introduced to the unicorn is out of nowhere. He runs out of the out of the forest and stabs this this unicorn. Um, I thought that was like just really stunning. I knew that Daryl was the right choice when I saw that art. You've created a lot of Kickstarters, but there's a lot of Kickstarters you mentioned that you, you support as well, too, here. You mentioned your letterer also has a campaign that you helped work on. What was that about? Yeah, so a few years ago, uh, Dave Lentz came to me with an idea called Space Monkey Nights Go, which is an 80s and 90s Saturday morning cartoon-inspired comic book about uh, four monkeys who are sent out into space in hibernation pods in a spaceship to explore the far reaches of space, but uh, they're supposed to be downloading all of the all of the mankind's knowledge into their heads while they while they're traveling. But instead, all they get is information about King Arthur's knights, and so they wake up believing themselves to be knights of the Round Table, and then they become the Space Monkey Knights. So it's a lot of fun. And uh, Dave came to me with this idea. He asked me to write it, and so I wrote the script. It just so happens that right now it's going on Kickstarter. Uh, it's drawn by a guy named Nick Torres, who is uh, another very talented artist who's uh, worked on projects like Franklin and Ghost uh, by Garrett Gunn, which was a very popular comic. So uh, Nick is is awesome. Yeah, so that's called Space Monkey Nights Go, created by Dave Lentz. And I wrote it and it's on Kickstarter also right now. Kickstarters are like a second or third job, depending on how many jobs you have here. What is it about your current Kickstarter campaign that is different maybe from other campaigns you've done in the past? Well, Unicorn Vampire Hunter Volume 1 is the first time that I've done a collected edition of the comic that I did as single issues first. So I did all five issues of Unicorn Vampire Hunter as Kickstarters, um, and they were all very successful. And now they're being collected into a volume. So one thing that's different about this campaign is that with the exception of a little six-page bonus story we put in there, it's not new story. It's just a new format. Some people prefer the trade paperback or the hardback edition of a comic. Um, and I was a little apprehensive about it. But as we are speaking, it's uh, three days into the campaign and we're just about funded. So I'm 
clearly, uh, you know, people wanted that kind of a format. That's what's different. It's it's a collected edition of something I've funded the individual issues of. And since it's going well, I think that that's probably something I'll repeat in the future, uh, collecting volumes together after I've kickstarted the individual issues. And it's just like a really high quality book. Like we because I knew the support would be there and the art's already done. The editions of this book are really fancy. I mean, you know, that's something cool about Kickstarter is you can really offer versions of your books that are print quality wise, higher quality than what you might find at like Barnes and Noble. I mean, we're doing a prestige collector's edition that's clock bound, silver engraved, silver gilded page edges. I mean, it's like a fancy collector's item. And without Kickstarter, you couldn't offer something that cool. What's your first stretch goal? that uh, you may be uh, hinting at in the coming weeks there since you're almost funded after almost a week? We are, I haven't officially announced the stretch goals, but I can tell you that we're going to have some trading cards. Um, I was, uh, people have already asked me about trading cards on all the previous issues of Unicorn Vampire Hunter. I've done uh, trading card stretch goals and, or, or just offered trading cards as rewards. And I didn't have any on this one. Um, And we are doing, uh, some trading cards that are going to be stretch goals. If we hit those stretch goals, everyone will just get those for free. Um, and then we've got some other cool things, little extra things that we're going to make available to people. Um, we won't be adding any more story to the book because um, the book is already over 200 pages long. Uh, and so I don't want to stuff too much more in there. The book is already like super high quality. So there's not, there's also not a lot of like little quality of life improvements, like, you know, spot gloss or whatever. All that stuff is already being included from the beginning. We, there'll be trading cards and there'll be a few other goodies, depending on how far we get. As as you mentioned, I think in our uh, previous talk, as well as I think in your submission to the, to do the interview here, you, you reached over a hundred thousand as well on, on Kickstarters too in total. Or was that on one campaign? Oh, yeah. No, for sure. Um, I have, if you count up all the Kickstarters that I've done, yes, I've raised more than $100,000. I'm I'm no Pat Chand. I haven't reached 100K in one Kickstarter. Maybe someday. But I'm I'm pretty happy with what I've done because I, I think the, the coolest thing about what I've accomplished on Kickstarter is not necessarily how much money I've raised, but the I every campaign I get new people coming on and I also see people who who read the previous issues or my previous stories coming back for more which is very gratifying it's very good to know that you know people got the books that i put out and they like them enough that they want to come back so that's very flattering that's great repeat repeat customers repeat fans of of the series is you know a wonderful support and and i'm sure it helps you from a a mental standpoint as well too you know getting people coming back for what you've uh, created so i love that yeah, I will say that, you know, sometimes people say, oh, man, you run so many Kickstarters like that must be exhausting. And in some ways, that's true. But I will also say that running Kickstarters fuels me, you know, because that's the that's where I make the vast majority of sales. I mean, you go to conventions, you have like sales on my website or whatever, but not all of that pales in comparison to when I'm running Kickstarter. And and that's when I'm interacting with people that are that are reading what I'm doing. And so running a Kickstarter really is is very motivating for me. I would say I do the majority of my writing while I have Kickstarters active because I'm so hyped up about it. What was an early experience where you learned that language had power? Wow. Um, That is a, that's a deep question. Mm -hmm. And I mean, as a kid, I always, 
wanted to tell stories. Um, when I was a kid, I wanted to make movies. Um, I actually went to film school um, and then dropped out, which I always say is cooler than having graduated film school. I think, um, you know, I, I don't know. That's a good question. I, uh, I didn't come prepared to answer that question, but I, I, I think that, uh, you know, stories have always really moved me. I've always, I've always really been into storytelling. I can't imagine doing anything else. And so I'm not sure when the first time was, but you know, I, I'm a big crier when it comes to movies and books. I mean, if I'm reading a book, uh, chances are you walk up to me and I'll have like, my face will be wet and, you know, be like, are you sick? And they're like, no, 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 no. This is like a character said something in a book and I'm, I'm feeling it. I cry during commercials though. So, you know, it's, uh, it's not hard to get me going. Give me a sad Super Bowl commercial and I'll definitely be crying at one of those for sure. <laughs> Everyone usually asks, what's the wisest piece of advice or what's the most BS piece of advice you've ever received? But what's the second wisest piece of advice that you've received that has stuck with you in your career? Ah, <laughs> the second wisest piece of advice. Well, Pat Shan once told me, don't launch a Kickstarter at midnight because the algorithm will be wasted on you because you'll get the biggest spike in the middle of the night rather than in the morning when you should be launching. Uh, thank you, Patch And It's not the most useful advice I've ever gotten, uh, but it was helpful. What are three things that you've accomplished that you're most proud of? And what are three things you're looking forward to accomplishing in the future? I would say my first uh, accomplishment when it comes to comics is the first time I got uh, a printed comic book in my hands that I had made. That was a book called The Small Favor, and um, you can't buy it on my website. I have discontinued it. If you really want to read it, you can email me uh, or find my info on my website, and I'll send you a digital copy for free. But uh, when I first got that printed comic, that was the first one. That was in 2017, maybe, and I was just over the moon. Um, it's always exciting to get, uh, you know, printed comics in your hands, but that first one was, was special. Besides getting that first comic, I would say funding my first Kickstarter was also a big deal. And then I would say the third one was when I had a failed Kickstarter, uh, and I was really sad about it, but I, uh, you know, picked myself back up and, uh, and refocused and I did something else. And, and that was like 12 Kickstarters ago. So I'm still going strong. And then things that I'm looking forward to accomplishing in the future. Um, I would say that I'm looking forward to becoming a full-time comic book writer. Um, I see that in my future and um, I'm trending toward that. I'm waiting for the day that I can do it. I don't know if it'll be next year or 10 years from now, but it's coming. I'm, it's coming. And I would also say finishing the next volume of Unicorn Vampire Hunter, uh, which is something that we are starting uh, next month. Daryl, the artist of Unicorn Vampire Hunter, is starting on issue six next month. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sure in no time at all we're going to have volume two being kickstarted. Um, uh, then I would say the third thing I'm looking forward to accomplishing is, uh you know, just continuing to connect with more writers and artists and, and kind of um, embracing the community of, of comic book creators um, and trying to, uh, you know, lift everybody up uh, as much as I can. Find people that you like working with and create good stories together and put it out there and don't be a dick to the rest of the community and people and you'll <laughs> do good. True that. 
Everyone has one person that inspired them on their path to where they are today. Who is that for you? Well, the writer that made me want to write comics is Brian K. Vaughn. That's not someone I know personally, uh, but I read Why the Last Man, which is the comic book that made me think maybe I can write comic books. Uh, I just really loved that comic. And uh, and yeah, I, I mean, you know, I still follow Brian's work um, with Saga and, and everything else that he's doing. And uh, yeah, yeah, I think he's just phenomenally talented. Ever think you'll, uh, you'll be a co-writer on one of his stories in the future? <laughs> well, I don't know. I think there's a lot of people out there. I think Brian's inspired a lot of writers. And so uh, I would be very honored. Who knows? From a professional standpoint, you have created multiple comic books as well as run many successful campaigns in, on Kickstarter. So professionally, you're successful in that regard. Do you consider yourself personally successful? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I like to, I, I think that I'm really hard on myself. Uh, my wife is always telling me that I'm way too hard on myself because I say things like, oh, I mean, you know, I'm, not, I'm really not doing like the numbers that I should be doing or, you know, oh, writing's not really a skill. I don't really have any talents or things like that. <laughs> and like, uh, I, I do think, uh, if I'm being generous with myself, yes, I, I think that I am successful. I think, um, that I've managed to find an audience on Kickstarter and I'm really enjoying what I'm doing and what, what more is there to success than, you know, doing something that you really love doing. Find something that you love doing and it's not a job, something along that line. I don't know what the exact quote is, but yeah, that's what they say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The reverse of success is failure. How do you deal with your failures? Well, uh, like I said, a few years ago, I had a Kickstarter that failed, and that was uh, honestly pretty devastating to me. Um, and the way that I dealt with it was I asked a lot of people who uh, had been through similar things or who were successful in Kickstarter uh, you know, kind of what they did or what they thought about what I was doing. And then I took a real hard, honest look at what I was doing. And I thought, how can I change this? How can I do something that will be more successful? And uh, the classic advice that people say is just relaunch, like plan a new launch and relaunch your book. I didn't do that. I pivoted. And the next book that I launched was Unicorn Vampire Hunter, which is has been phenomenally successful. Um, and is completely different than the book that I failed to fund. Um, and so, uh, I think the way that I dealt with success was by like taking a hard look at what I was doing and being really honest with myself, um, and not trying to force something that wasn't working to work. The younger generation is looking at your work and they're becoming inspired to be creative in their own way, whether it's as a comic writer or a creative person in some way, shape or form, or, the fact that you have a younger generation with you looking at you as an inspirational person, maybe you'll inspire them on their creative path in some way as well. How can they inspire the generation that follows them? Well, uh, by making stuff by following your passion and, uh, you know, making cool stuff. I mean, I'm the kind of person and I know I'm not the only one. I think probably anyone who is crazy enough to devote this amount of time and resources to 
you know, making comics on Kickstarter or really any kind of creative project where you have to put yourself out there like this um, is really fueled by the idea of creating things. I, I can't imagine not creating things. Um, and I would say to the next generation is just make things. If you have a vision, there's not a, there's no time that you'll be ready. There's no time that will, you know, the universe will call to you and tell you that it's your turn. Now you have to decide that it's your turn and stand up and just do it. If your life was a comic book or a film, what would its title be? And what would its soundtrack be? Ah, the title of my, <laughs> um, I don't know. It would, it would be like a long and complicated title that um, like sounds like the subtitle of a Wes Anderson movie. Probably it'd be like the, the man who did too much um, and didn't sleep enough. Uh, and uh, it would, the, the soundtrack um, what's the music that plays like when, uh, Scooby-Doo and get the gang are like running from a bad guy and they're going in and out of the doors. Not quite the Benny Hill <laughs> close enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, Caleb, I do hate to say, it, but that ends this particular episode of two geeks talking. I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks Before for having I, me. Oh, you're welcome. Before I let you go, where can we find you? How can we support you? Of course, where is the Kickstarter campaign and when does it end? So the Kickstarter campaign, it will end on July 13th. It's Unicorn Vampire Hunter Volume 1 on Kickstarter, if you search that. And then if you want to find out more about me, you can go to unicornvampirehunter.com. Um, and my socials are Caleb Palmquist on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. But the absolute best way to find out what's happening with me and what's happening with my comics is to go to my website, unicornvampirehunter.com, and sign up for the email newsletter. That's where I put all the good stuff out. Um, and that's where you can also buy my comics. So. Well, like I said, that ends this particular episode of Two Geeks Talk. You can, of course, find this interview and a thousand plus others quite literally on our website, tgtmedia.com or twogeekstalking.com. That's the word T-O-W, not the number two. Totally different site you don't want to go to. Uh, the website's going through a revamp. So go to our YouTube channel, which is a lot more updated, which is youtube.com forward slash TGT media. The podcast is back after 12 or so years. You can find that at twogeekstalking.podbean.com or just search for Two Geeks Talking on any of your favorite podcast streaming services that you actually listen to. And as I say every week, everyone has a story to tell. It's up to me to help bring that out. Thanks for listening and watching on Two Geeks Talking.